the title of my message is Character and Reputation. Does it matter? Now, I'm going to be specifically talking to believers, the group of people who profess to be Christians. And I'm also going to be showing how, hopefully, how through this, through your reputation and your, and your, and your character, can reach out to the people in the world, like, like Pastor Roman was talking about. So first, I'm going to start with some definitions. Character. A person who says or does funny or unusual things or oddity. Anybody know anybody like that? Yeah. A set of qualities that are shared by many people in a group, country, etc. A person in a novel or play. Now this is the one I wanted. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual Reputation. The beliefs or opinions that are generally held about someone or something. An overall quality or character as seen or judged by people in general. And this is the important one I want to use. Recognition by other people of some characteristic or ability to somebody. Now, when I first started this, I was struggling with this. Um, God gave me something to think about. He gave me something. Gee, I might, well, this might make an interesting message. I struggled with getting it from my brain to the paper and then getting it organized. My method of getting organized is like I write everything down that comes to mind that God gives me, and then I go through and go, nope, nope, nope. I usually do that when my wife is not home because she gets upset because she finds paper and everything littered around me. I got what I thought was what I wanted and I emailed it to my son, which in itself was a task because this is how I type. Backspace, backspace, nope, nope, delete, backspace. We texted back and forth about it. I wasn't satisfied and to the point where Jacob finally just said, We'll talk about it tomorrow. And I said, okay. That was Friday night. Saturday morning, I wake up and I go, ah, ah, thank you, Lord. Pared it down. It, now it makes sense, at least to me. So we're going to go forward. So I have a question for you. What does the Bible have to say about character and reputation? Now, character and reputa reputation can be good. Someone has a good character, good reputation. Or it can be bad. Right? It goes either way. But Scripture, I think, makes it very clear. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 that you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man, the old character, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind 
and that you put on the new man, new character, which was created according to God in the true righteousness and holiness. Now, hopefully I'm not stretching what that word says in importing about character. But saying, put off the old, put on the new. Now, he's not talking about to unbelievers at this point. He's talking to believers. As we come to know Christ, we are to take the things of our old life, the things that made us up, our moral qualities or lack thereof, putting them off and putting on the new mental and moral qualities that God has influenced us with, the righteousness of God. Second verse. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, now, whenever it says therefore, I always look why it's there and what it's there for. Because it's generally, he's made a statement and now he's putting the capstone on whatever he was talking about. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things, old character and reputation, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New character and new reputation. This is something that God has done for us. Ecclesiastes 7.1 A good name, reputation, is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor, again, reputation, rather than silver and gold. I think that's a pretty strong statement. Better than precious ointments, which ointments, you guys see in, in, in the, in, within biblical content, all these ointments they're talking about, like burial stuff that they would use, incense and all that stuff, were very expensive. So it says better than ointments, better than silver and gold. Now, I love Proverbs. So I have... Proverbs 22.1 A good name. Insert what? Is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor. Insert what? Thank you. Rather than silver and gold. I think it's kind of obvious how much, now this is not exhaustive, these are just the ones I felt, I'm sure you could find more if you look, and I encourage you to do so, on what God has said about character, what he wants from the believer for our character, and an outflow of our reputation. Because character is what we have morally inside, all right? It's kind of what we've made of ourselves, what we believe in, what we stand for, what we're willing to take and what we're willing not to take. And I think reputation is the outward reflection of that character. And with that outward reflection, it's what other people see in us. So did they see the world, or do we reflect the godliness and holiness of God? 
myself, I said, hopefully, because there are a lot of times that God's saying, no. Now, I'm going to relate to you a personal experience. And I'm going to build on that because I have a reason for why I'm relating this. I would say a couple months ago, I was asked to make some canes for somebody. Now, they're not the typical ones that I make. These are the hooked, crooked canes, which is not my specialty, but I was asked to do it. So I made several, and I got a couple of what they call practice canes, which are your drugstore light ones that if you hit anything, they'd fall apart, but they're practice canes. I gave these to the person who requested them, and immediately things started to fall apart. He commudgeoned about the agreed on price, was complaining about the quality of some things, but he took them. Within a week, he puts up a YouTube video of him taking the cane that I made him and whacking it as hard as he could on a tree until it broke. Now, there's, there's three videos involved with this. The next one, he puts up a video literally assaulting my character and ability and workmanship in such a negative way and just goes on for five solid minutes about it. Video number three, same thing, except this one's longer. And now he adds other people who he seems to have a problem with that I have associated with. Video number four, a vehement attack against me, my character, my ability, naming my name clearly. At this point, I'm shaken, because these were like bang, 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 within two days, he put out these things. And I was notified about these by someone else, a friend of mine, saying, hey, have you seen what so-and-so put up? I said, no, I haven't checked my, you know, my, my stuff lately. He says, you might want to look at it, but take a deep breath first. So when I found out about it, I watched him, and I go, I was actually very shaken. I didn't exactly know how to respond. My natural instinct was to, I'm going to defend myself. You're full of baloney. Why, how dare you say this stuff? It's not true. But again, I sought counsel. I sought counsel with my son Jacob, a younger person of, that, of a younger generation. Get his view on it. I sought counsel from an older person, well-seasoned in dealing with this kind of stuff. And I sought counsel with my pastor, Roman. How do I deal with this? What the heck's going on? Now, you got to understand, this is not something new. I just got off of an extreme situation where I was being lambasted by family. And that was, you know, a long-term, long thing dragged out. I don't want to get into it. It was just very strenuous. It was finally over and done with. And I was kind of, that's done. And then this got me. So it kind of, Satan came up and gave me a backhand. And the, so... What I was saying, I got counsel, and basically they said, don't respond. Well, but, but, but don't respond. 
When the fourth video came up, I did respond, but I responded very shortly. And I responded publicly on the same format that he has. He has his own web page. I told him, I'm very sorry that the product I provided you failed. Um, I would gladly refund the, your price. PM me on the side. That's all I said. In the meantime, a friend of mine who teaches a different type of martial art that I, I also practice, sees this and tells the, this person, you know, what you did is, is not right. He says, we do not treat people in our group that way. If you had an issue with Paul, you should have privately taken it to him. And I know he would have suggested to make it right, which I did. Basically slapping his hand and saying, shame on you. Didn't go well. Now this person, I'm going to use his first name. Nick responded with the fifth video, which not only lambasted me, now lambasted my friend also, and then started lumping in a whole bunch of other people he did not like. I private messaged him and said, Nick, how do you want to handle this? Because my friend told Nick, you need to apologize. And you need to take those videos down off your website. His response was, well, well I only have about 50 people that follow me, which is not true. And my friend responded, well, that's 50 people who probably would not even buy a, new, would not buy a cane from him now. I PM'd him, I responded, we, we finally agreed to half the price he would be happy with, I took care of that. I thought it was over. About a month later, up pops another video. Scathing for five minutes, again, insulting my character, insulting my ability, assault, assaulting my craftsmanship. And then at the end, he says, I've taken care of it. Mr. Brown, Paul Brown and I are now good. What do you think my response was? I don't think so. But again, I took the counsel that I was given and that I prayed over and I did not respond. Let it sit. Another acquaintance of mine who is, an, is a founder instructor of a major martial arts system reached out to me saying, hey, I hear so-and-so has been in your face. I said, yeah. He sent me one of those little recordings that you do on your, your um, tablets. My tablet's old, it wouldn't play it. It'd do one word and then lock up, one word and lock up, but it'd repeat the same. So I said, after responding back, he called me and we talked for about 45 minutes. And he is a Christian also, and I'm saying, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the support and thank you for the warning. Several people said, why did you agree to pay him? I wouldn't have given him anything. And I'm saying, I'm sorry, morally, spiritually, I made something that failed, even though that he abused it in a way that it was not designed to be used. I would respond it, because I believe that's what is appropriate to do. 
well, I would, I said, we agreed between the two of us that he agreed on half the price. I did so. Why do you still have him on your Facebook account? Because I didn't defriend him. Now, this is not exactly a biblical principle, but I found it does apply sometimes. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. I keep an eye on him. I do not respond to any of his posts now. I do not make any comments, but I do check it to see what's going on. Now, this is a long way of getting around to what I'm talking about this. Because of this situation, I was able to talk to multiple people about my beliefs and my stand in my Christianity. Now, you have to understand, I live a fairly sheltered life. I live in the hill towns. My neighbors are quiet and reclusive. One neighbor, yeah, I can talk to, but I'd have to seek him out to talk to him. I spend an awful lot of time alone at home because my lovely life works, and I don't. I come to up here three times a week to help with the dismissal. And that, in church, that's my major interaction with people. And all that interaction is with other believers. So I get really do I get a chance to interact and talk to a lot of people who are non-believers. This incident, surprisingly, gave me an opening to talk to a lot of people. Because they're saying, why did you do that? I wouldn't do that. I got a chance to talk to my good friend, who is now a better friend, and understanding of because I believe in God, and I, I'll try to act in a godly manner, this is how I framed it, I feel this is the appropriate biblical godly way to respond to this situation. I told him, I sought biblical counsel. I've spoken to you. I've spoken to other Christian believers. I've talked to Joe, who he knows. And then another person chimes in, who is not a believer, saying, I heard about so-and-so. That was terrible. What did you do? And I told him. I said, well, I sought counsel. I didn't respond. The only time I did respond was saying, I'm sorry that it failed and I would refund it. His response was, why would you do that? Again, I got to speak to this person about how I feel and what I morally believe in my standard, which is biblical godly standard. Now this happened four or five times now because of this incident. Either directly face to face, which was unusual, someone came up to one of the classes who I was in and says, hey, I heard about that situation. And I'm surprised you acted in that way. I wouldn't have done that. An opportunity to talk about not me, but God, and why I did what I did. So that was three chances to meet someone publicly and discuss my stand and my view and my, how God has influenced my life. 
basically get a chance to talk about God that I never had before. And I don't know, about four or five other chances via YouTube or by PM. These are opportunities I did not have before this incident. This incident was painful, it was confusing. But what Satan used, tried to use to disrupt and break down, God used to build up and spread the word. So how can we use our reputation and our character, and I need to put my glasses on, to reach out to the world around us, to evangelize to the unbelieving world? I'm not a great evangelist. I don't go out and talk to people straight cold. I have... I will answer people's questions and see where it goes from there, but I'm, I'm very light in my touch, if you want to call it that way. This gave me an opportunity to reach out and just respond, because people were coming to me. So, in your lives, think about it. How can your character and reputation, and I'm talking about good character and good reputation, as a believer in Christ, as a professing believer in Christ, how can you use your character and reputation to reach out to the world, to evangelize, to do the things that I find very difficult? One of the things I can say is, by your good character and reputation, you can drive them to jealousy. I want what he has. How come he can handle this situation well? What does he do? What does he got that I don't got? It gives you an opportunity. Jesus Christ. For me, my strongest way is my actions. I try to do what I say. I don't always successful at it, but I'm quick to apologize for it. I don't use profanity until this week when I got in an auto accident. Took out the right fender of my truck, and yes, the profanity flowed, but I didn't take the Lord's name in vain. And I quickly apologized to the lady I had hit and said, ma'am, I'm sorry, I wasn't swearing at you. She said, oh, I understand that. I wasn't, she was, her profanity was quite profuse too, and I would say a little bit more colorful than mine. So I try not to use profanity. I can't say I don't. I try not to break my word. I'm not always successful. But as my reputation, hopefully, in my character shows, what do you see in me when you look at me? When I ask my son, what kind of character or reputation do you think I represent? I know one time he said, Dad, one of the things I admire about you is that you get up again. I was going through an extreme situation and I really broke down. I didn't lose my faith, but it was definitely shaken. And dealing with it, finally, not right away, I got up, prayed, and said, okay, let's move forward. Because of his statement that, Dad, you always get back up. 
If that's my one character, I can pass on to my son. It's not a bad one. So I want you to think about a couple things. What kind of character and reputation do you reflect to the people around you? And what would you want to pass on to someone who is very close to you? Would you have the courage to go up to them and say, hey, what do you think of my character? What about my reputation? In all this incident, I got to deal with somebody else too, I'm going back to it just for a second, because he was concerned about his character being now assaulted because this guy started lambasting other people very badly. I said, John, I'm not worried about it. I know you, I know your, I didn't use character and reputation, but I know your character and I know your reputa reputation. Anybody who hears this and who knows you would say, that's full of wild strawberries, I don't believe it. I don't believe you have to respond either. And again, then I got to explain why again, a third time. Now, anytime I speak to this person, I'm doing text messages, say, God bless, have a good day. I always end in that. He knows I'm a believer. We met face to face. His fiance has had several conversations with me about my faith and how I raised my kids specifically. He is now telling me, I heard you had a rough week. He said, how did you hear that? He says, well, the little birdie told me, he says, how's you truck driver boy? He says, yeah. I don't know how, still don't know how he found out because I didn't post it on Facebook. He said, breathe and, and God will be with you. God will take care of us. Now, this is for some, I do not know his profession. I don't know his state of mind. I don't know if he's a believer. I have been ill lately. I said, John, I will, I will pray for you. I hope for a speedy recovery. Publicly post that and then privately PM him. Hey, bud, and I'll get a little bit more. Gives me an opportunity. So I want you to ask again. I'm going to repeat this. What character and reputation do you reflect to the world around you? And do you have the courage to go up to someone and say, hey, tell me about what you think about my character. What are my kinks and my flaws? It's like, eh, mine's pretty deep, but... How can you use your character and reputation to the world around you? How can you drive them to jealousy? You know, God saved us. He saved the Gentiles, right? He added the Gentiles to the Jews. Do you know why? one reason he did that? To drive the Jews to jealousy. They were the first. We were kind of added in. And I'm glad for the add-on. So how can you drive the world to jealousy with your character? But be aware... This will also come back as not only will they want what you have, but some will hate you for it. Because you reflect God, because you act about God, act in a God way, because you talk about God and Jesus Christ. 
They won't want to talk to you. They will intimately hate you. But that goes with the baggage. That goes with being a Christian. That goes with us professing and knowing the life that God has given us. He's given us everything we need, but we will also be under attack because of it. But again, your response to that attack could speak volumes about your character and reputation in a good way. Even under attack. So in closing, I have two verses I want to read to you. And cheek and tongue, this is your chance to shine. Matthew 5, 15. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works in glorifying your Father which in heaven, which is in heaven, excuse me. In verse 16, I forgot to add, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So there's two reasons to let your light shine. So that others can see your good works and that you glorify God through it. Chance to shine. Chance to shine for God. Chance to shine for Jesus Christ. By standing up with a good Christian moral character and glorifying God even when it's in the negative. And one more. Second Corinthians. Now this one deals with God empowers us. He doesn't leave us out. He doesn't expect us to do this stuff without ammunition or protection. 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God will provide everything we need. This is going to be my closing statement. I'm going to put you out of your misery. And I say, now, go out there and dazzle them with your God-given good character. Drive them to ask, what do they have that I don't? Drive them to say, I want what he has or she has. I want to be like them. Again, remember, this is the other part. You will come under assault because of it. But, again, that's an opportunity now to show your godly character and your response under assault too. So it's all good.